Blog Talk Radio. The opinions and views expressed by the host and guest are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Blake Radio Network. Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world, broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world, spreading the news and information. BlakeRadio.com, music for your mind, body, and soul. Talk radio at its best. You're listening to Rainbow Soul from BlakeRadio.com. Dr. Daniel, and you're listening to Healing with Dr. Daniel on the Blake Radio Network Rainbow Soul. And it is Tuesday, August 16th, 6 p.m. All right, today's topic is free at last. Free at last. So, as you know, escape from bondage can be exhilarating. And we've talked about it on this program, breaking free of the medical industrial complex. Well, tonight is an inspiring show about someone who has succeeded in breaking free the medical industrial complex. No more screenings, no more visits, no more fear, and better health than ever. Kristen, welcome. Thank you, Dr. Daniels. And now Kristen is enrolled in my Spontaneous Healing Program, and the purpose of today's show is for you, the audience, to get inspired and know what's possible. But well, Kristen, tell us, tell us about your journey, like what healers you've been to and what you've done in the past. Um, well, my journey goes back um, a long time. I'm 47 years old, and I started on this journey of health. Back really when I was a child, my father was sort of into health. He um, a little bit ahead of his time back in the 70s and the 80s. He was doing a lot of um, organic juices, and when they started coming out with organic foods, and so my family sort of grew up in, a, in an organic environment, um, so to speak, at least trying to be. Um, but yet, it wasn't really helping me to um, feel better. And at a very young age, I had very bad periods. Um, and when I started with that, you know, of course, I was into, the, you know, regular medicines. My mom would take me to the doctor, and um, it started out where the doctor said, okay, you're having bad periods, so we'll put you on heavy medication. Um, I took the heavy medication. I started getting bad stomach aches, um, and all these things would happen. And then um, when I was in my early 20s, I still didn't feel well. I, I actually really felt very sick, and... Um, just always, you know, moody and not feeling well. Um, and then finally, um, after feeling that I was doing a lot for my health and, you know, buying organic and always cooking fresh and what I thought doing everything right, um, I felt a lump. And um, I was 26 years old. I had just had my third child, and I went to the doctor. And, you know, needless to say, it turned out that it was what they said um, was pre-cancer. And it was all about the scare tactic and all about, oh, my God, you know, you have breast cancer. That's what they told me. Um, needless to say, they, um, it was DCIS, stage zero. They gave me a full mastectomy. I, was, uh, I just had just turned, by the time all the diagnosis and everything came down, I had just turned 27. Um, they gave me the mastectomy, and they basically told me that I'd have to have mammograms um, every six months to a year. Um, and I was pretty 
saddened and upset as to how this could happen to me, somebody who I thought had taken care of myself so much and always ate a clean diet and tried everything. So I was really, really upset about it. And um, I kind of walked away right after, the, after I had my surgery and what they had done to me. They basically maimed me. I was 27 years old with that with one breast. And I decided that there had to be a better way. So I started on the path of alternative health healing. Um, and I started going to so many doctors. I mean, you know, I, I had gone um, to doc. I live in the New York area, so I had seen a lot of alternative doctors. I went down to Manhattan. I would spend all kinds of money. They would run blood tests. They'd come back and they'd say, well, you know, you're deficient in, you're really kind of low in a lot of your minerals. Or you're low in your iron or you're low in your magnesium, but otherwise everything looks good. So let's take iron, let's take magnesium and, you know, and set you on your way. And, and I, I just wasn't getting any answers at that point. And this went on for almost 10 years. So for about the next 10 years, I just spent more and more money with these doctors that would tell me, well, you're deficient. They would just take blood work and say, yeah, you're deficient or, you know, and, Never get an answer. So then I finally, um, after probably when I was closer to 40, in the very recent years, um, I started learning about parasites and, and, and started to put my pieces together finally to say, wait a minute, the reason I'm so deficient in all these vitamins and things are going on and all these health issues I'm having is because the parasites are eating what I'm taking in. And everything started to become very it started to make a lot of sense to me, and I finally said, oh, my God, like, I'm on the wrong path. I'm spending all this money on supplements that are just going into the parasites, really, and, and I'm not doing anything to get rid of them, which is really why I've spent all this time, you know, trying to get better with healthy diet, and I'm just giving my parasites a healthy diet. So at that time, I was learning about um, CD and the chlorine dioxide, and there's really not, not much guidance out there, and you're kind of on your own because it's sort of this big taboo about chlorine dioxide and how it's bleach and how you're going to die and all this stuff. So I was willing to do anything at this point. I was just getting so sick, and I had just, and then actually I had just been diagnosed with Hashimoto's. So now I was in the real serious autoimmune phase where my body was attacking my thyroid and I was getting a lot of symptoms. I was now even getting sicker no matter how healthy I ate. Um, and, and I had tried paleo, the paleo diet. I did autoimmune paleo, and I was shopping at farmer's markets, and I was eating so healthy, and I'm just like, I am so frustrated. Like, what are we doing wrong? And actually, my daughter does it with me, too, so the two of us were saying, what are we doing wrong? So we got onto the chlorine dioxide. We were like, ah, this is what's wrong. We're not killing the parasites. So we were basically on our own with this because there's no one out there that will – consult with you. You just have to go on the internet and get into these sites, and then you, and there's, there's people in there telling you that you're going to die if you do it. So I did the chlorine dioxide for about four months and um, got some really serious-looking parasites that came out, and it was kind of scary, and it was kind of weird. Um, but again, it, there was no one really to kind of guide me or show me, and after a few months, as much as I was feeling better that things were coming out, I knew something was still missing. And um, Somebody within the um, chlorine dioxide board started talking about turpentine, and I was like, oh, my God, that, that's really that's, – I think that's even worse than chlorine dioxide. I can't even get involved with that. But I decided to research it, and I started watching um, your YouTube videos and started to see, oh, wow, this is kind of a little gentler than chlorine dioxide. And then I realized that you um, – gave guidance. And that's like, you know, to me, that was something that I really, really needed. I felt I need someone to be on this path, but to give me guidance. And I, I'm getting there, but I need guidance. So then I signed up for your program and, and gave you a list of everything that was wrong, which was pretty large, and how I was not getting to the bottom of what needed to be fixed. And um, and basically, the rest is history. I mean, I feel great. Um, I just got back from vacation. I had the best vacation I've probably had in my life physically. I felt unbelievable. Um, I'm, you know, we're still working on things because I am starting my changes. So there's still always things that are going to pop up because my body is still trying to cleanse. But um, one thing that your listeners need to know is that you are just unbelievable in terms of helping somebody, whoever is, you know, within your program, you are constantly available. Um, I had a health crisis um, a few months ago. I just happened to get um, 
a heavy period along with a stomach bug, along with um, traveling, and it was just a perfect storm for my autoimmune, and I sort of almost had a little bit of a, of, well, what they would call a flare, and um, I just did not feel good, and I was calling you at 10 o'clock at night on a Sunday night, and you were answering me, and you were you know, helping me through it, um, like a, a, better than any medical doctor um, along here in the United States would ever do for anyone. And when I, when that happened and I was at really not feeling well at that given moment and you were there for me 100%, I said, this is something that people need to know, that this is this is something that we don't get in the United States anymore. And, you know, your knowledge and, and you've taught me so much and you've taught me how to get through health crisis as my body continues to cleanse. And it sort of was what helped me put the pieces together as to what had happened within my life and why I was really never able to, you know, get to the, to the end of the road, not to the end of the road of healing, but just to be able to feel normal again. So, um, that's, I guess, both fit in a nutshell. Oh, oh, great. Now, one thing I think that the uh, audience would like to know, just how did you feel the, before you found me? I mean, what was it you were going through? You know, what were you experiencing? Before I had found you, um, the Hashimoto's, I guess, the autoimmune, um, was really at its height, whereas um, I would get periods that would just never stop. They would go on and on. Um, my eyes are very heavy. Um, I just wasn't feeling good overall. Um, you know, I, myself and my daughter, you know, we both had, um, been coming to you. We both came to you together, but my, a big thing was I wasn't feeling good and my daughter wasn't feeling good. She hadn't had a period in, in, in about well over a year. Um, it took you about two months to get her period back. Um, and with me, it was, it was mostly the autoimmune, what they, I guess what they would say is called flares where your body just inflames insanely and then when I would get these flares I cannot get out of bed I I can't move for a couple of weeks while I'm in the flare um so I came to you with the um with with what with wanting you to get my body to the point where that won't happen to me anymore that my immune system won't won't crash I guess at certain times um but that was my main complaint when I first came to you. Um, and again, not and 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 want me saying to you, I want to be able to travel and go on vacation and feel normal again. And I got that a couple of weeks ago because I went away and I I just felt unbelievable. I was able to stay up late. I was able to even eat things I shouldn't really eat, but I cheated for the week, and you know, and was able to feel healthy and um, and normal. So to me, that was that's the the, the biggest gift of all <laughs> is to be able to feel normal. Yeah, no, so I wasn't feeling yeah, normal at that important. time. Yeah, I live here in Panama, as uh, many listeners know. And the big problem down here is people, uh, Americans, come here. They have all this money. They've reached a point in their life they don't have to work anymore, and they just don't even have the health to enjoy it. And it's a uh, it's really an awful thing to see to have a wonderful life and not even be able to just show up for it. Yeah, that's the biggest, um, I think that's the biggest fear that most people have. And, you know, looking around, um, just looking around my, you know, living in the United States, and I have three children that are in their early 20s, um, my children have health issues, their friends all have health issues, a lot of their friends come to me and say, well, I know you know about health, but, like, please, like, what can I do? I mean, you know, my son is only 24, and he started um, having both, you know, his hair started coming out when he was, like, in high school. Um, and I would consider myself to have, you know, health. Like, we don't have a typical fat American diet. If you want to look at diet, thinking that that was a cause, so to speak, I've always, always um, cooked very healthy, and I've always shopped at farmer's markets and stuff. But learning from you that it's it's not you know diet plays a role but if these you know parasites are in us that's that's a big part of the the picture and this is something that no one in anywhere ever teaches you um in the medical complex i mean it's just not it's just not happening so um i look around at these kids and i say you know and when you mention parasites they look at you like you have 10 heads and they kind of say like oh no like that's you know I don't want to see that come out or I don't want that. That's not me. And it's sad because I also believe that everything that's happening in our society with these killings and all this stuff is all rooted in 
what I could see is a very sick society coming up now. Like the generation of the, you know, late teens, well, the, the teens and 20s that are there now all have health issues. The drug epidemic and everything is all leading back to the sick body. And I see it surrounding and I feel sad for people. I feel sad that they can't um, trust somebody else because they're brainwashed. Um, you know, just sitting in front of my, having my TV on while I cook dinner, I hear all these ads for, um, you know, for the shots that they're trying to give everyone today that they're making mandatory. So I, I feel that to be able to have someone like, you, you know, like Dr. Daniels who can work you through diet and what you're doing wrong, and, 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 it's, and it's been a constant tweak. It's, it's, you know, it's, oh, my God, I don't, you know, all right, well, let, you know, let's try to eat meat this you know, these next couple of weeks, let's see what happens. And let's, you know, then, then the next, if it, if it affects me in a negative way, then we're constantly making tweaks to get me through this as my body is trying to, you know, bring itself back into balance. And having that guidance is something that you, you don't normally find today. And um, I, I am feeling better. And I feel that anything that does pop up, Dr. Daniel, as you're, 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 you're able to uh, tweak things so that they can be manageable or they go away. And that's, that's very important. And I'm the one that finally had said to Dr. Daniels, I said, Dr. Daniels, you need to tell your listeners that, you know, that, you're, that what you do is so invaluable and it's so important that, that as much as they listen to I listen to your radio show twice a week and, and I listen to what you say, but um, this part of what you offer is, is very important, and I don't think, and I don't think people, re, you know, maybe people don't realize it, but it is a very important part of what you do. Great, thanks. You know, one thing I think too is people like you, you know, who have worked so hard uh, to get healthy and stay healthy. Like when you came to me, you were on a diet, and you'd been working with, you know, other uh, professional alternative healers. I think a lot of problem with uh, many programs is they're kind of one size fits all. And they don't really say, wait a minute, your situation, you have to do something differently or you have to not do this or do that. And when you came to me, you were drinking coconut milk, protein powder, and coconut butter. Remember that? Yes. Um, that's what I was going to say. I, I, right before I came to you, I mean, I, in desperation, I was always – I had – I have – been to many, many, many practitioners. I even did see Dr. Atkins before he died back in, in the day. Um, I went to, um, I also went to another doctor um, in, in Rockland County um, that's very famous for doing alternative medicine as well. But right before I came to, I found there was a, um, it was a chiropractor slash naturopath. And you would go to him, and he, he was able to run blood work, and he was also a chiropractor. He would do all these adjustments. Every time I'd go, and I went once a week, um, diet, I felt, I got to the point where I felt like I knew more than he did. But besides that, yes, he would, um, he would talk about diet with all these protein powders and all these um, meal replacement bars. It's all he sold in his office. But you would go to him and you'd say, you know, I don't know, I'm not feeling good this, this week. I, you know, and he'd say, okay, well, then take this, 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 this. And he would give you three or four supplements. You'd go home, you'd take them, you came back the next week. He would never mention to you, well, gee, you know, how did you do on those supplements? Or did those supplements help you? He didn't even write down or remember from week to week what he was handing you. And then he would hand you four more supplements. And I got to the point where, I mean, I was upset because I knew he wasn't helping me, but I also knew I didn't know where else to turn. And then one night I had gotten very sick. I was having an autoimmune flare. I was feeling really sick. My heart was racing. I didn't know where to turn. And he was only in the office Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Those were his office hours from like, you know, 9 to 3. And there were no office hours. You could not call him after hours. So I sat there saying, oh, my God, my only choice right now is to head to an emergency room because I don't know who to turn to. I don't have a regular – I didn't – I have not gone back to a regular MD. He wasn't going to be available for me. And I didn't know where to turn, and that's where a little bit of a point where I said, okay, this isn't going to work. But he was the one, yes, that had had us on um, tons of coconut oil, um, but we'd also um, – actually, we stopped going to him, and we'd also gone on to the Terry Walls protocol, which is um, – she was the one that I believe healed herself from MS using the Walls protocol, which is very um, autoimmune – sort of autoimmune paleo-orientated, but 
it um, it does use a lot of coconut oil. We were taking it by the spoonfuls, and my daughter and I, who both have the same exact health issues, sort of, we would look at each other, and, and both of us were saying, my thyroid is swelling. Oh, my God, like, I, I don't feel good. But this is what she told us we need to do to get well. So we were just doing it. And we were taking coconut butter by the spoonfuls. We were eating it for breakfast by five or six spoonfuls a day. We were doing coconut butters. We were doing peanut butters and all kinds of nut butters. Um, everything that you had taught us was processed and things that it was very hard on our liver. And that's why we were actually getting worse. So by the time we did call you, we were like, I don't know what to do. I feel horrible, absolutely horrible. And I had read her book from cover to cover, and, you know, she had MS, and she got out of a wheelchair, and it worked for her, but it certainly didn't work for me, that's for sure. <laughs> so, um, yes, we were doing everything. At that point, I think we were doing everything wrong, and that's, that's the problem because, you know, you go on the Internet today, and the Internet's a wonderful tool. You go on and you find, you know, you could Google anything, and you Google something and you say, you know, I have you know, Hashimoto's, you know, perfect diet or how to heal Hashimoto's, and it could pretty much, you, you could find, you know, thousands of people that have done it a certain way, and then you try it and it doesn't work for you, which is why it's a constant tweak, and that's where you need someone knowledgeable to say why things will, aren't working and what you need to do to make it work. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. It's, it's, it's very difficult to just to put, to put a one-size-fits-all on anything, and, um, and, and that's, you know, these autoimmune paleos and, and, and those kinds of diets where they're either eliminating a food group or um, eating a lot of a food group, it's just, it's just not working. So um, exactly. that's a big problem, too. Exactly. I think another issue, though, is, is just the motivation and structure of a lot of programs. For example, you're going to see a uh, practitioner who basically was just selling products. Each visit was a different set of products. Absolutely, and um, that's actually after, um, and then after, actually, <laughs> there's always more people. There was, other, there was somebody else I had, and then I was always grasping for straws, but um, then after, um, in between there, after I was seeing that chiropractor and all he did was sell me supplements, I actually found, um, I was so desperate because my iron levels were extremely low. I was uh, very, very, very anemic. Uh, my anemic, at, at, at the time I was seeing him, I had blood work done in my uh my not my anemia the um the stored blood was uh two my stored iron was like at a two the, uh, and so i had found on the internet in my searching um a book it was called, it was by the name of unique healing it was called and it was by this woman who had two books and she basically made it pretty simple she said that your gut is the root of all the problems which is what got me on the gut journey um but that you needed to drink a lot of clay, bentonite clay. And this woman's, um, she basically was selling it, but she basically had, her premise was you need to get all the toxins out of your colon by drinking loads and loads and loads of clay and taking loads and loads and loads of chlorine, uh, not chlorine, um, colloidal silver. Um, and that was pretty much the basis of what, you know, she practiced with her two books. And um, I read her book from cover to cover, and then she also um, would do consults. So I did a consult with her, and um, she had me drinking about like 10 tablespoons a day of, of bentonite clay to try to you know, clear out what was supposedly in my gut. And I had done that for um, a while until I realized that, unfortunately, she had gotten very sick. Um, and she wasn't really very truthful with us, but she had actually, um, in the interim, gotten very sick and died. So she wrote two books on healing and yet um, didn't do very well. Um, and that was a little scary for me because I was kind of following her advice, um, and she really had no background. She basically said she had gotten better. And at that point I thought, okay, I'm following someone that really doesn't know what they're talking about in a way. And she actually believed in all kinds of eating um, processed bars, like, you know, all the um, protein bars. She believed in her diet energy advice. Ener um, not energy bars per se. Um, 
but those protein bars that you would buy, um, and, and they would make me sick. I would, I would eat one, and I wouldn't feel good. But um, her diet was really off, actually. But, but again, as part of the journey, she taught me that, um, that the gut was – that's kind of where I got onto the whole – I knew that, that all diseases began in the gut, and that I had to do gut work. So, you know, it was part of the journey, so I can't look back on it at any – in any, you know, sore way, because it really did teach me. I did learn from her. And, um, but then it, 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 get, it was a stepping stone and, and I got into her and then we had a Facebook group, a private group with, with people that were following her. And then that's where we got into the whole, that's how I sort of thought about the, about the parasites. Um, and one thing led to the other. Um, and that's, you know, but, but again, I was, I felt so defeated and I felt so upset because I didn't have anyone that would be able to tell me when I needed to know when something was serious and when it wasn't. I mean, these were all people like myself that were trying to make sense of why we didn't feel good. So um, it, got, it, it started to get scary for me because I started to say, I just don't know where to turn anymore. I just don't know where to go. I just don't have anybody that can tell me that what I'm doing is right or wrong. And that's where it, 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 I did, when, by the time I fell on to you and your program, I just was saying, I feel so defeated. I, I, and from day one, your knowledge and your confidence and everything you teach um, is just, you can't measure it. It's just, it's, it's it just the, just the, um, the, the confidence that you give me in what I'm doing um, and, and knowing that when things, if, I, if something I do doesn't work and I, and, I, and I email you and I've even called you sometimes because I've been in a really bad way and just to have you be there all the time has, is something that in my 47 years I was unable to find. So um, being able to find that is, is really was what the big, the big deal for me was. I think that, because there are that a lot of people think, out there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Peace of, peace of mind, I think, is huge, you know, that you can actually handle what comes up, that you can, you know, be home and know that whatever happens, you can handle it, that your, your, your peaceful evening at home is not going to be disrupted by an ambulance ride. Exactly. Um, and I found that out, you know, pretty early on with you that, you know, when I, like I said, when I didn't feel good and I had a little bit of a flare, um, which, you know, we knew going into this that this is, you know, it, I, I didn't expect to be healed in, in a month. This is not the way life works. And I knew there was going to be bumps in the road. And to have you there with my, you know, during these bumpy times to say, no, you're fine. You're okay. You're going to be okay. And this is what we're going to do to get you better. That confidence, yeah, that was, that was meant everything. There was, a, I just have all the confidence. Um, and, and when you are telling me what I need to do, it's said with, you know, you, you, you say it with such confidence that that helps me, and I think, and I think that takes the stress off of me not knowing, like me saying to myself, am I doing the right thing? You know, having your knowledge behind what I'm doing helps my healing because the stress is, of course, not good for anyone either. So that was a big part of it as well. Right. Stress can just, uh, can just wipe you out. Let's talk about this Hashimoto's. Now, that, that's really interesting because he came to me and said, oh, I have Hashimoto's, I have Hashimoto's, I have Hashimoto's. So did we give you any iodine? No. 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 Did we do any thyroid tests? No. <laughs> so this really blew your mind. I mean, you were, for a while, they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we going to test my thyroid? <laughs> yes. No, we have no, you know. I mean, I, I think that the Hashimoto's, um, and I know you, from what you have taught me, it's just autoimmune is just a toxic body that's dumping it in my thyroid. So, um, oh, and that's, I mean, I came to you, that, that was one thing. So I, I'd like to tell your listeners um, a funny story. I, I came to you, um, obviously, and this is when I was like, oh, man. So I am on a Facebook page that's a Hashimoto's page. And that page is so active because there are so many people with, Hashi, with, the, with this, quote, diagnosis of Hashimoto's that this board is so active that I, I almost couldn't even go into that part of Facebook because it became depressing. There are so many people that are so sick that are even – Hashimoto's, what I would think would be maybe an autoimmune that would hit you later in life, but no, there are young children as young as four, five, six, seven years old that have it, which to me is so sad. But in any event, I had had a 
pretty large goiter. I have never had a sonogram on it. I've never, I mean, I've never gone to a doctor. The reason I know I have Hashimoto's is because the chiropractor that I was using, I went to him and said, I think I have Hashimoto's. Can you do a blood test? He did a blood test, and I was positive for the antibodies. And at that time, they weren't even that high. Um, I think normal, um, the normal range, I think, was below 40, and I mean, to not have Hashimoto's was below 40, so to speak. But And my, my levels was maybe 90. Both my antibodies were 90, in the 90s. So it wasn't bad because I think people can have them into the thousands. But in any event, um, as time was going on, one of the symptoms I had was that I could feel the goiter. My thyroid was enlarging, and I could feel I had a goiter. I could feel it with my hand. I could see it in the mirror. I have a very thick neck. And as I started doing all this cleansing with you, it started to go down, and I kept saying, Dr. Daniels, it's going down. I could feel it. I said, I could feel it. I can't believe it. I, I, each day, I mean, I just know it's going down. And then one day, I woke up, and my shoulder, I, I thought it was because I slept wrong. And I said, oh, my shoulder's really hurting me. And I didn't want to bother you. I didn't have a consult yet. I think the consult was the following week. And I, I thought, oh, I must have slept wrong. This is awful. Well, I couldn't even move my right shoulder to the point it was it was completely frozen I couldn't get it to move anywhere at all I couldn't even drive a car and I went on to the Hashimoto's page just for giggles and I said I typed in frozen shoulder and the hits that came up that oh it's a part of the thyroid disease it's awful it's you know people need surgery and everything I read said if you have a frozen shoulder it takes a long time to unfreeze it's a real problem. It's inflammation in that joint. And all these people had to have surgery because most of the Hashimoto's people had it for well over a year. And I finally broke down. I said, I can't even drive a car. I have to call Dr. Daniels. So I get, sent you an email, and I said, Dr. Daniels, I need to speak to you. I, I, my right shoulder, I think I suffer from it. I know it's wrong. So we did a quick consult, and you said, go to the store and buy sauerkraut juice. I said, sauerkraut juice? And you said, yes. What's happening is your thyroid, that's, you know, all that junk that's sitting in your uh, thyroid that's now breaking down and that you said is getting smaller, is now a little stuck in your um, joint. And it also happened to be on the side where I had my mastectomy, where there are less lymph nodes in that arm. And I said, oh, my God, that makes sense. I said, is, that, is it that simple? And you said, yes, go to the store and buy sauerkraut juice and drink it. So I got my daughter to drive me to the store. We went to Whole Foods. We just bought the Bubby sauerkraut. I took the juice out. I drank it three times that day. I woke up the next morning, and I had 80% mobility. And then the, the second day, it was completely gone. And every so often, I could feel it twinge, you know, because it's still cleansing from that area. But I could still feel it twinge every so often. And when I feel it twinge, it's never enough to have to drink the sauerkraut juice. But in my head, I know that I have to kind of make sure that if it gets too stuck in that area that I can use a sauerkraut juice. But I was sold on you after that because I said that is unbelievable. And it completely went away within a, a pretty much a, about you know, 24 to 48 hours. The, the arm was completely unfrozen just from sauerkraut juice. So I thought that was, I think that that's was a really great the exciting thing that I like is because, you know, I don't have a medical license. I don't have to push drugs. I don't have naturopathic certification, so I don't have to push supplements. And so when there's a food solution, I can just say, hey, you know what? Eat this food. Yes. And it's, yes. It, it makes sense. And then you'll, you can always just either go to the store and buy that, or you can make your own sauerkraut juice. I even give people recipes for their own sauerkraut juice. Yes. Um, and, and along those same lines, um, again, more things pop up. So a couple of weeks um, Actually, a couple of weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, um, I started waking up with um, hot flashes at night. And I said, I, I oh, better call Dr. Daniels. I said, Dr. Daniels, I'm waking up in the middle of the night and my sheets are wet. It's been about, and you said, how long? I said, just a couple of days, but it's, it's awful. I said, I'm really, it's, it's affecting my sleep. And you said, okay, take an Epsom salt bath and do this and, you know, and do it every day and that'll stop it. And I did the Epsom salt baths probably by the, second or third day of doing the Epsom salt bath, they completely went away, and I have not had them back since. So, um, you know, that was amazing to me, too. I said, okay, <laughs> that, that was solved very quickly. So, um, you know, that was another um, incident where, you know, things just went away very quickly. So that's worth a lot as well, you know, to have that confidence to know that when things pop up, there's things that are going to pop up all the time. And that's um, one of the things you and I discussed. It's, I said, well, Dr. Daniels, you know, I, I asked you at one point, I said, you know, is this something 
you know, I want you to be, you know, my doctor for the rest of my life. And then that was the answer that you gave me. You said, look, you know, things are always going to pop up. And I thought, you know, that's true. This is life. You know, this is, there's other things that are going to happen to us throughout our life. And, and it's always going to be a constant tweak. And that's, and that's why I want you to be, you know, part of my life and, and my doctor. So that's, that's the most important thing to me. Because if I don't feel good and I don't have my health, I don't even have a life. So, so you, you, you're probably, you know, one of the most important people right now in my life because you're helping me have a life. So um, that, that is very important. Well, thank you. Thank you for, you know, for sharing that with people. Now, I think another thing to, to point out is when you were having hot flashes, what went through your mind? You were thinking probably, here it comes, here it comes. Of course. Of course. I'm 47. I'm starting, I would think, or at least beginning to start, um, the changes, and, you know, my mother has no advice on this because, of course, she was given the hysterectomy that they were all given, you know, back in the, I guess, I guess she had it, I think, in the 80s and the 90s. Um, she hit 41. She had a few heavy periods, and the doctor said, oh, let's take it out, and they did. They gave her hysterectomy, and my mother, all her friends, all, I mean, my grandmother, I mean, everybody had a hysterectomy, and so, um you know, I guess to some level you're like, okay, well, am I supposed to expect this? And, yes, I, I did say that to you. I said, is this, is, am I starting my changes? Am I supposed to expect this? And you said, no, no, you're not supposed to. This is not part of it. So get in the bath, take your, take your Epsom salt bath, and you will feel better. And, and that's just exactly what happened. So, um, and, and, and it did. It worked. So. Yeah, I think it also brings up another point that, that what's wrong with a lot of modern medicine, with modern medicine and a lot of natural healing, is that the basic premise is incorrect. So these hot flashes, we're told, are due to a hormone imbalance. Of course, the answer is hormones. And so the answer is just as wrong if you reach for natural hormones for a problem that has nothing to do with hormones. It has everything to do with the toxicity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it's really, really important to be able to see someone, I think, that doesn't have an interest in um, selling hormones. Right. And also, I mean, before this, we were talking about the Hashimoto's. So Hashimoto's, um, as we were starting to say before, that I had the, quote, diagnosis of, um, even though I was given that diagnosis, isn't it fair to say that I probably could have gone to the doctor and said, I think I have fibromyalgia. Could you test me? And I probably could have gotten that diagnosis as well. Correct. You know, I mean, I have since learned that the symptoms almost overlap on all these, you know, these diseases for the most part. And that's why, I mean, I went to him and said, test for Hashimoto's, which is where he came up with the antibody test. But I really had symptoms of an autoimmune, which really pretty much can be anything. (laughs) And that's what you were saying that's before that's when you were saying point. about that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so what we have then is one disease, and this disease is, is chopped and sliced and um, divided into arbitrary categories. You know, one being Hashimoto's, another one is change of life, menopause, and maybe another one with the arthritis or fibromyalgia. But really it's all uh, one disease in this particular case which is that the person has an excess of toxins, and it's just a matter of where their immune system decided to put the stuff. Right, right. And that's exactly why every, when you, when you, as you have said, when you, when you take them and you put them into these, like, labels, which it shouldn't just be a label, it should just be, well, your body is really toxic and you need to get the toxins out, and it's really that simple. You know, just work at getting them out, you know different ways and different avenues and you just keep working at it and that's what you know that's what you've taught me and that's what we're trying to do um and that and even with the dcis um just to talk about that for one second so um after i had had my my breast taken off with the mastectomy i remember reading um an article online that was saying that you know dcis that it never ever turns to cancer it's a stage zero and when i look back it really all it was when they they had done they had i had felt the lump and it the lump wasn't the lump ended up being just a little bit of a, um, a cyst or something but they had done a mammogram on me and they'd seen a lot of calcifications and calcifications is just the body doing the same thing right it's just the body is just taking toxins and putting it in the cells in the breast is that correct 
Well, calcifications is a little more. Calcifications is used to the body's reaction to parasites. So when you oh, see okay. calcifications, a lot of times what happens is the parasites uh, were there. They made a little home for themselves. And um, parasites, your body considers to be pretty serious stuff. And so it will actually make um, a calcified wall around them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that so a lot was, of parasitic I mean, diseases like... Um, like multiple sclerosis, for example, the, you'll see calcifications in the brain. Or if someone has a seizure disorder, you'll see calcifications in the brain. And these are basically just, you know, footprints of parasites. Yes. Okay. And that makes a lot of sense. And, again, you know, the DCIS, which is a diagnosis that I myself know of women that have died with a similar diagnosis because the doctors have insisted that they at least do chemo to be sure and we all know where that ended up. So I do want to say that I did not go back to the doctor after that happened to me, and sometimes people will look at me like I have ten heads, and they'll say to me, how do you walk around not going back and, and, and getting blood work and getting mammograms, and you've had breast cancer? Like people, And I confidently always tell a person that will tell me, I'm not sitting home doing nothing. I am doing everything in my power in a different way than what you were taught to make myself healthier. And that's how I answer people that ask that question. So, and I am asked that a lot. Well, do you get mammograms every year? Do you go back to your doctor? And it's a personal decision that I made, and it's a decision that I made that I'm very confident with. Exactly. I think that's, that's important because as soon as you let down your guard, as soon as you say, oh, let me go get a mammogram, you're back in the, you know, chemo radiation whirlpool and Absolutely. you get incre- incredible pressure. And a lot of people say, well, you know, this person was into natural healing and then they went to the doctor and they were dead in three months and the doctor killed them. No, it was no, there was no malice involved at all. It's just that what the doctors routinely do is just that deadly. Exactly. Yeah. And I myself know women that were similar diagnosis to me. Um, when, my, when my son was in grammar school, actually, he had 50 kids in the class. And out of the 50 kids, five of the mothers had breast cancer, five. And that's statistically, to me, too high for my, my liking. And out of the five, three have died. And only myself and the other one are still alive. So, I mean, um, and the other three had gone completely, you know, the whole chemo route and the whole, you know, the whole nine yards. So it, it's, it's, the scare tactics can be pretty big for these, for these women today. It's scary. Yeah, it's very, very intimidating. And then, of course, the issue is complicated by insurance, where you yes. say, well, gee, it's paid for. I don't really have a financial excuse to not do it. Right. And unfortunately, people need to um, remove, either re- totally remove the financial consideration and say, wait a minute, does this make sense? Is this going to help? Is this, am I going to live longer? Or even more importantly, am I going to live better? Am I going to have a better quality of life? And exactly. um, I think many people, if they would just throw themselves on the uh, mercy of the Lord or the devil, however you want to look at it, they would do a lot better. Yes. It, but it takes, yeah. it takes um, I think it takes a lot of, you know, you, you, do, you get a lot of funny looks from people. So it's, you have to have confidence in what you're doing. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's important. It makes a huge, huge difference. Now, um, the other thing um, that you were um, mentioning is the, the whole parasite thing. I know in medical school I was taught that Americans don't have parasites because we're not a third-world country. Yes. Well, the funny thing about that, <laughs> so when I, started, when, I, when, I first, when I first started the chlorine dioxide, um, it was very it – was, it, was, it was, to me, it was an area that I had never – experimented with or whatever and that one of the things they make you do when you when you start is you, you know you, you take the chlorine dioxide and you, and you have to do the the enemas and um, I think I took one drop and what I started to see on a daily basis I did document with pictures and sometimes I would I, I just couldn't believe the amount of parasitic material that was coming out and it was all shapes all sizes um, in the beginning, um, I would post them in some of the message boards, and they would say to me, oh, my God, that had to be, that had to be in you for years and years and years. I'm like, oh, well, that's, probably, you know, that's probably the breast cancer that I had you know, back you know, almost 20 years ago. And um, thankfully, as, as, as time has gone on, because now I'm not doing the chlorine dioxide, as you know, I'm doing the turpentine, but as time has gone on, they've gotten much, much smaller. So I think 
the parasites that I originally started to get out um, probably about a year or, or so ago, um, those parasites um, were probably, you know, grandparents, and now I'm down to probably, you know, the children. Um, but if you don't embark on these, you'll never know. If, you know. The only way you could see is if you kill them and then they exit. Otherwise, they just they live in you forever. So, I mean, I guess that's what I would assume. But, yeah, the parasite world is, is very interesting, very interesting. And, and most people, when they ask me, and, and if I do tell them what I'm doing, they'll say, do you actually see them leave? And I say, yes. And they say, really, I can't do that. I said, okay, then leave them in you for the rest of your life. That's what you think is better. <laughs> I'd rather have them out than in. Um, but, yeah, that's, exactly. something that I, that's a big problem. Most people do not want to go there because they do not want to see them leave. And, yeah, you do see them leave. So if anyone has a question about that, you do see them leave. I encourage people to just flush the toilet and don't look. No, yeah, I guess you know, it depends on how you feel it, about don't that. Don't even look. Yeah. Don't even look. Just flush the toilet. And that's it. And if someone else wants to look, they can look. But uh, you know, don't look. Just flush the toilet. And, you know, it's just such a, I think it's so unfortunate that many people would rather die than have parasites come out. And I think most people uh, do, that that's actually what the final uh, event is. I have a woman. Oh, go ahead. What we're calling old age is actually just one parasite too many. Yes. I mean, a neighbor of mine who's very, very, very sick with an undiagnosed cancer, the doctors can't even diagnose what cancer she has. And at one point I was telling her things that she could do to help herself because the doctors have pretty much given her, uh, you know, we don't know what's wrong with you, and she's suffering every day of the week. It's, it's very sad. And she finally looked at me and she said, I appreciate your tenacity, but there's absolutely no way I could do what you do because I just couldn't couldn't even deal with looking at stuff like that or drinking something like that. And I say, and then that was sort of, to me, was a little bit mind-boggling. I said, you know, you're living no quality of life, and you have no answers from the doctor, and yet you won't go to that next step. So um, I, I find that to be very sad. That's very sad. Yeah, but not everybody's like that. For people who, who are willing to take another step and take another look, um, you know, they can go to my website, vitalitycapsules.com, click on uh, Discovery Session. Uh, as Kristen said, my program is getting full. I don't have a lot of spots, but I do have you know room for um, one or two more people. So if people want to find out more, they can go to vitalitycapsules.com and click on Discovery Session. Now, Kristen, is it okay if I read from your original application all the things you had tried that did not work? Absolutely fine. I'm okay. Go right ahead. So this is an incredible list. Sauna's juicing program removed all mercury in my mouth, paleo diet, gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, uh, unique healing, bentonite clay and calcium, chlorine dioxide, five months oral and uh, CD, um, MAF diet, uh, active spray for five weeks, and castor oil packs, EMF protectors, and Wall's diet. That's a lot of stuff. Yes, and there's probably more. <laughs> The list of, I always tell people, listen, if you've tried something, to ask me about it because I've done it all. I, I'm sure I've done it. That's why I always tell people, I am sure I've done it. Yeah, there's so nothing you, that can match. I just want to say there's nothing that matches that turpentine. It's absolutely the best. It makes me feel good every day. Yeah, that is, thank you for saying that. A lot of people need courage uh, to try turpentine. And it's unfortunate that turpentine is so powerful, it's so effective, and so many people, literally, they have told me to my face, Dr. Daniels, I'd rather die. But for those of you who just want to know more about it, you can go to vitalitycapsules.com forward slash candida and download a free copy of the report. Now, the one thing I recommend is that nobody should take turpentine unless and until they read the report. Uh, because there is room for um, ruining things. All right, we have 12 minutes left and time for questions. So if you're on the line, on the phone, and you have a question, you can just click up. There's a button you can click there on your phone that will uh, show up questions. And the um, chat room has been hopping <laughs> with lots of comments. So let's see, uh, Kristen, if we can handle these questions. All right. Um, I use coconut oil and avocado oil. What is wrong with coconut oil? All right, so I, I can answer that one. 
uh, coconut oil is basically a refined product. And so when you eat coconut oil, coconut flour, coconut butter, um, all these different derivatives of coconut, it's the same effect as eating um, tofu, soybean paste, soy milk, tofuti cuties, and so on. You're basically starving yourself to death by having a diet that really only has one ingredient. But because it's processed so much and so many times in so many ways, you actually think that you're eating a nutritious diet when actually um, what you're eating has been really uh, devoid of nutrition is overwhelmingly difficult to digest and it's deteriorating your health. The story I can tell you is back in the 90s, olive oil was all the craze. So I made it my mind, wow, olive oil is awesome. I bought organic olive oil by the gallon. I cooked with it. I would add a little spoonful, whatever. I went raw for a while, and recipes call for as much as a full cup of olive oil. And my health just took a nosedive, took a nosedive. Uh, my hair fell out. My teeth got loose. And I said, whoa. Uh, I just don't want to die bald and toothless. So I abandoned the coconut oil and the raw food diet, and uh, things straightened out. Okay, so we have another question. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. What is the solution to female facial hair under the chin? The quick answer is to get rid of all of your external hormone sources. One um, hormone source is dairy. I know when I, I used to have like 13 hairs on my chin. And when I went from being vegetarian to vegan, all but one hair went away. And so uh, it really does make a big difference. So you've got to take a look at your external hormone sources, usually dairy, at least get rid of that, and then get rid of the other hormone sources as well, and your facial hair will um, resolve. Okay, let's see if we have any other questions in the chat room. I think that's it for questions in the chat room. Let's look at this at this moment. We have lots of callers on the telephone line, but no questions. Okay. All right, great. So now another thing happened, too, uh, while we were working together, Kristen, well, actually before, you said, oh, Dr. Daniels, thank you. I'd like to sign up. And for my daughter, sign up, too. What did I tell you? You told me no. You wanted to work just with me first, and then you said you wanted to, you know, bring her in after. And so I once you got better. Once I got better, but I absolutely insisted that you please take her on because she was just as sick as me, and then she needed just as much help as I did. So I pleaded with you to take her on at the same time. And so what we did, though, is we had to give you and her separate appointments. So we were completely separate, and for the and for the most part, pretty much all along, we have had, and it's been real fun. We've had, I'm on meat, she's off meat, she's off meat, I'm on meat. So we have a good. We're we're usually on opposite diets. It's actually funny. We always laugh. Um, what you do with her is completely different with what you do with me. So um, we kind of there's no paralleling there. Um, similar, very toxic bodies, so almost similar, you know, I guess you could say we both are very toxic, but the way we're being treated is completely different. And, right, um, you've, you very know. different people. She, she, yes. was, she was way underweight. Yes. She had no periods and wanted periods. You had heavy periods and wanted them lighter. Right, exactly. So the same, uh, the same program couldn't possibly work for both of you. Exactly. Completely opposite. Exactly. <laughs> and and even now, I mean, it's it, you know, it's it, it's constant tweaking even with her. And you know, she did, you know, she. Uh, but yes, but it, but that was very very stressful for her. She. That's why I said you said no. I'm only gonna work with you. I said, but please. She hasn't had her period in well over a year, and it's very stressful to her. And you know, you please, I need you to help her. And you. You know, begrudgingly I said, okay, fine, I'll do it. I'll do both of you. But it was separate, totally separate. We had, we just completely two different entities. I, we didn't talk this even the same days. And um, I think it was, what, two or three months when you got her period back? Well, first you told her she had yeah. to get to a certain weight, and then uh, her yeah. period did come back. And that was something yeah, that now, nobody was able to do. Yeah, now she also, though, I, I just want to mention, the standard of care for someone who has not had a period – uh, for 12 months, is to presume that they're in menopause. Now, how old was your daughter? 
uh, 22. Well, she's 20. She's 23 now, so she was 22. This was last year. Yeah. So if you imagine 22 years of age being told by a doctor, this would be the standard of care, you are in menopause, forget it, you're never going to have kids. In fact, why don't we just do a hysterectomy now? And that is what doctors are trained to tell a 22-year-old person who has had no periods for more than a year. Because once you've had no periods for more than a year, you're now in menopause, and now you're considered menopausal and giving you certain types of hormones, like birth control pills, for example, um, can be presumed to cause cancer, increase your chances of cancer, and so then the, the proper therapy would be no periods for 12 months, let's not start them. In fact, we should consider a hysterectomy to prevent cancer. Well, she has a few friends that that, that a a number of her friends don't have a period. And one particularly uh, that she knows that didn't have a period, the doctor was giving her hormone shots to try to bring it back. And that's they, I don't know yeah. what they were, you know, what, what, forget the pill. They were just giving her shots. I don't know. I mean, of hormones, which is scary. Yeah. yeah and those hormones, uh, those particular shots um, cause severe osteoporosis as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So the the whole treatment of not having periods in terms of the um, conventional drug route is, is, is pretty devastating. Oh, without a in doubt, and that, and that was one route. And, yeah. with my, and with my history of breast cancer, there was no way that even, I mean, having not found you, just, that would, it would be out of the possibility to even do something like that with her. Exactly. So if a mother that has breast cancer they would even recommend for her that she get her breast taken off prophylactically if they could find the breast cancer gene and that she, again, get a hysterectomy with her ovaries removed to prevent future chances of cancer. When I was going to the doctor at the time and they knew I had a daughter, they told me they wanted to start giving her mammograms at 10 years before my first onset. So my first onset was 26. They wanted to start giving her mammograms at 16. Wow. And then if you'd stayed in the system, and let's say you refused the mammograms for her, then you would be a negligent parent. Yes. Yeah. Right. So it's really important to just get a complete divorce from the uh, medical industrial complex. Yes. Yeah. So I think you're pretty, you're, you're, you're pretty much set with that, that you've made up your mind that uh, you're done. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I was done a while, but now more than ever, more than ever, absolutely. And what's made you so so firm or confident about just being done more than ever? How I feel, how it's helped me, how it gives me confidence, how, um, you know, you know, just just the fact that you can you can heal without medication. I mean, I've, I've, I see it. I see what what my body does do, and I see, you know, what I'm, you're, you're, as, as much as, you're, as you help care for myself and my family and you give me advice, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning as well. You're, you're a teacher as well. I mean, you're, you're, you know, there's a lot to be learned with things that you teach me to do, you know. So um, I do feel it, it goes a long way, and, and, and I'm feeling better, and that's all that matters. I'm feeling better, and I know that I'm on the right path, and I know that the rest, you know, that, that throughout my life, that there's always going to be something that, you know, that, like I said, there'll be tweaking, but there's always going to be uh, room for my body to heal. And I'm healing this way. I, I will never heal if I go the other way. We know that. So um, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to being in my 90s and being healthy. So I'm not I'm not going to have any doctors put you know push pills down my throat. So that's not the route that I want to take. Nor is the road I want to take. No. So what so. do you say to people who say, well, well, can I be cured in one session? Can't all this information be communicated in in 30 minutes or 60 minutes? No, because the body is is constantly you know there, there's constantly outside factors that are coming in, and I, and I don't. I think if you, I think you're completely delusioned if you think that you can get healed uh, that quickly. It doesn't happen like that. The body can't do it like that. Um, no, I, I feel that even if even if somebody came to you with an illness that they feel that they, like I know that originally you have a four month um, 
when you do the discovery session, it's about four months. But at the end of that four months, then what? You, do you really think you're going to sail off into the sunset and, and feel 100% 100% of the time? That's not what happens. I mean, there's a lot of takeaway with what you you've teach people. But I feel that, you know, there are always things that are going to pop up, and there's always things that you're going to need. And, you know, maybe there will be a point where maybe not as much that you would need it, depending on, on how sick you are. But it, for the most part, I feel that um, your guidance is just is, – is what people it's what people need. It's the guidance that you get. It's the it's the confidence and the guidance that help you heal. I mean, it, uh, it, there's, yeah. you know, there's no way that people can can you can you can be healed that quickly. It doesn't work that way. I wish it did. I think also the amount of information a person needs is 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 not something you can get in sixty uh, minutes. Oh, All right. Like, well, thank I mean, you very much. We've got to You're welcome, Doctor Daniels. Um, Thing cuts up. All right, thanks so much. We'll see you on Sunday. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, guys, we got to sort this music out here. There we go. And as always, think happens.